Welcome back, all you beautiful podcasters. This is the 13th episode of the Don't Start a Band podcast. Please, please, please go on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play Music. Subscribe, like, and comment the content. A little rhyme for you there. Um, subscribe, like, and comment to the podcast and that would help me immensely. On today's episode of the Don't Start a Band podcast, I have a band called The Lichen with me. Um, you know, I'm not 100% sure what their genre is, so I'm just going to have them tell you guys that. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is The Lichen. Cue the music. The Lichen. What's up, guys? Hi. Damn, I'm sitting low. <laughs> For those Sit listening, uh, I was sitting low. How are you guys doing? This is episode number 13. So if shit gets fucked up, strictly because it's episode number 13. Yeah. I like yeah. That. Well, this um, creepy guy that I know was supposed to be number 13, because I knew he was going to say some controversial stuff he's a deadhead it's a whole thing Uh, not that i have anything against deadheads okay i recently kind of started checking out the grateful dead they're not as bad as i thought they were um let's hear a little bit of about yourselves that that way you go first okay so speak up let them know oh man so my name is nico cervantes uh, I play guitar, and I'm one of the two vocalists in The Lycan. That's there right, are, you both sing. There are only two of us, so that's pretty easy, I guess. But, yeah, uh, Mike and I came from the same band, and... As the sky darkens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just was really worried I was going to mess that up because for some reason I was thinking about 40 fathoms today and I was like, I'm going to fuck that up. Anyway, so came from the same band. Yeah. And I now we're also in the same band. Yeah. So that'd be a little weird if you guys weren't in the same band. And we were sitting down talking about the same band. (laughs) Get a little confusing. I just met him five minutes ago. So. Really? When you pulled up? Yeah. yeah. The Don't Start a Band podcast connecting people. <laughs> I just started a band. So I feel weird giving history on it before Mike introduces himself because... Yeah, do that. I'm Mike. I feel like it's just skipping him. I'm the other half of the Lycan and I hit stuff. Drums. And, yeah, drums. Not and I people. also sing, yell. More yelling. I try to sing, but it just comes out as yelling. There's melody there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Other half of the lane. Not to, uh, you know, kind of kiss your ass or whatever, but 
you're playing drums and it's not like you're just hitting a four on the floor and doing some easy stuff. Mm -hmm. You're actually kind of going nuts. So <laughs> to yell, it's a pretty fair, uh, fair trade. Yeah, it's, it was, dude, it's been a big learning curve, like figuring out how to sing and play. Honestly, like, fifth limb. like really just focusing on the breathing a lot, like was something I had to like really learn how to do. And I mean, I'm yeah. still totally learning how to do it. I but. think for both of us, because and as a sky darkens, I would play guitar, and every now and then I would I would do some sort of background vocal. Yeah. But to be playing and singing at the same time for the entirety of a song, and also engage a crowd, move around, do stuff with my pedals. Yeah. It's it's a big learning curve for both of us to try and figure that out, and to still be on with one another. Yeah, because there are moments where I have a part, and he has a part, and he has his stuff down where he's drumming and singing, and then I'm trying to be on with him with like a harmony, but I have to think about pressing these pedals, and ah, I screwed it up. Oh, let's run it again, <laughs> and there's a I lot. Have the same problem. Right. And, <laughs> I get it. and there's a lot of oh yeah awareness going yeah. on that we're developing. Because we're, we're usually pretty tight with one another when we're just playing something. Yeah. But in a show setting, making it actually count as a whole, you know... Conglomerate. Picture, rather than just the components of that picture. It, we're getting better at it, but yeah. it's still something that we're, we had to get used to pretty fast. Doing a duo is hard. Especially with just guitar and drums, because uh. you're focused on like... Trying to make it sound like it's not lacking anything. Yeah. But also trying to still make it, you know, uh, consumable, I guess. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. you have two different people and you guys can do like a lot of crazy shit because you don't have to coordinate with so many people. So it's like finding that medium. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that's just Nico. Like, yeah. I, I don't really do much on the drums to help it be more full like i can't like there's only so much i can do but like a lot of that's his tone and all yeah that good stuff i think everything that we have we wrote in my living room uh basically on kind of an acoustic at first yeah and then a practice kit that mm -hmm. i have set up with like silent strokes on it and it was essentially just working these shells that we knew we could replicate live every time. Yeah. We didn't we didn't want the band to be a studio trick where there's guitar and then you hear bass tracks and you hear yeah. backing tracks and all this other stuff and then you see us live and it's just a guitar and drums and, and vocals and it sounds way more stripped down than the recording. Okay. We recorded everything the way that we would play it live. So it's just every just everything that you hear out. is the the same setup that we used to play shows. Oh damn! Yeah, so, yeah. The EP is literally just drums and guitar. I guess I never like put it together. Eh. Like, I listen to the one with the music video. Is that the song you sent me? There's no. That's the one I sent you. We have a video in the works for, but that's, okay. Yeah, that's not out yet. Well, like, I enjoyed both tracks, but I wasn't like listening. I guess that says something about the songs and the construction. If I listen to it and I'm not going, ah, oh, this is missing something, you know? Yeah, yeah. If I didn't even notice, 
and I'm a musician. I'm picky as fuck. <laughs> so yeah, that's not, good though. You know, hear that is uh, pretty rad. Um, how did you get into music? Let's we'll start with Mike this time. I mean, uh, it's just always been <laughs> like I've been I've been doing it for so long that it's uh, like. I don't know. I started playing drums when I was 10 in, um, so I, when I was living in Chicago, I went to a Catholic school and when you got to third grade, you like started music class. Like it was just, a re- it was like a requirement. Oh, okay. And so there was like this company that came in that like sponsored the music lessons or whatever. I don't know. But they yeah. like came in one day and they like demoed all the like concert band instruments and like let kids try them and stuff and I like I just remember that I was like I'm not putting my mouth on any of those things all these other kids have done that that's gross <laughs> I hear you I'll go over there because I can just pick up the sticks that's his exactly. motto to this day and I yeah pretty much <laughs> although like I'm not I don't putting know my mouth on any of that <laughs> that's a good motto but I don't know if you're as like germaphobic as me, but have you ever like used somebody else's sticks and you go to pick them up and it's just like, it feels like you could pull away the dry sweat and dirt from the sticks? I I never have. I mean, I'm really freaky you're about that. Think about I guess probably. Well, it's rare that I ever pick up someone else's sticks. Like, I don't know, but. I'm sure now if that does happen, you're gonna pick up your your my own sticks yeah. probably. Just, uh, new ones I notice it every time. I can't go to the mall and come home without washing my hands. Yeah, just you know germs, dude. Germs, man, they're real. Um, but yeah, so started playing like snare drum mm-hmm. concert band. Did that, and then like the rest is just history. Was in band all through school. Did jazz band. Did marching band. Started playing in bands outside of school, like when I was sixteen. Like played with Veretta for years, and like that really like got me into like the yeah. Denver music scene. Yeah, definitely. Did that? Did the metalcore thing? Doing this now? Play at churches? Do other things? Just yeah. Yeah, you post that a lot on your uh, Instagram yeah. doing the the church gigs. Yeah, it's fun, man. Yeah, it looks. Uh, you know, personally, being a drummer, I used to always like those gigs like you have the rock gigs but then you have you know the gigs like that like one time i played uh for a beauty and the beast play and yeah. like that's not rock drums but yeah. it's tasteful and there's some cool rhythms and shit yeah so yeah, yeah. and i've yeah i've done musicals and stuff too um so yeah i mean it's the more variety of the better dude yeah because rock drums get so boring i'm in a rock yeah. band and i'm already bored of it <laughs> <laughs> but now you're not because you have the liking, right? Yeah. Wink. Wink at the camera. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's me. Wait, hold on one second. What bands, like, when you heard, was it just a concert band, or did you, like, hear a specific drummer or band that made you go, I'm going to be in a fucking rock band? Um, I mean, there was no, like, moment or anything like significant that happened like that but like I I just when I started like getting into music I liked bands as opposed to like artists yeah and stuff so like I was just naturally drawn to that but I mean like 
early on, like the one that comes to mind is Zach Farrow, um, who oh, played in Paramore. Um, I mean, I guess he does now again. Yeah. Um, that dude was 15 but, when they went on their yeah, first I know. tour. Yeah, I know. Stupid. That was um, fucked up. But, <laughs> I'm 25 and I still haven't. Well, can't ever go on a warp tour. Yeah. Fuck it, I guess. Um, Vans. Vans. I love your shit. Yeah, he was like. It's one more of these etnies. Um, but I guess he was like one of the first that I like actually took some influence from. Like, yeah. I still rip shit off from him. Like,. I do. Everybody's ripping shit off of. But, yeah, we get it. Um, yeah, uh, Zach Farrow. And I mean, like, now it's, like, it's all over the place. Like, another one kind of in high school is Thomas Pridgen, who used to play with the Mars Volta. Oh, and he does a lot more, like, session work and stuff nowadays. But mm-hmm. he's one of those, like, crazy gospel chop drummers. Um, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, I just... Aaron Gillespie at all? Aaron Gillespie, yeah. He was another one. Um, even, even even like really early on, like I was really into Travis Barker for a while. And I kind of grew out of that. But like... It took dude, me way too long to grow out of the, that. <laughs> I mean, the dude, de- like it's... I used to be like so like... I loved Travis Barker and then I hated Travis Barker. And now I'm just like, eh, whatever. Like he has chops, like... He's yeah. not a bad drummer. There he gets are way better, better as he gets older. There are way better drummers than Travis Barker, but he's not a bad drummer. Yeah, like he's different. He just gets a lot of hate. I don't really know why. Yeah, he has a platform. He has a platform. People recognize him. Oh, he's a great drummer. And, mm-hmm. and then since he has that platform, everyone else is like, no, he's not that good. Or yeah, he's all right. Yeah. You heard it here, everybody. Fuck platforms. Yeah. Stay indie. Flats. 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 Yeah, no platforms, Heels. just flats. Heels. Some flip flops, maybe with a broken in heel. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so <laughs> what uh, what got you into music? Uh, so I suppose my dad had instruments all around the house, and we would always listen to music together. And then any downtime in the house, I would just kind of dick around on. Get mostly his guitars. Yeah. He, uh, he plays keyboard prominently. I guess over guitar and things like that, but he always had other instruments around. Yeah. And uh, so I would always mess around with those. And if I heard something on the radio, I would just kind of figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of spawned into guitar classes in high school. And I played a lot of bass growing up. Uh, yeah. So, like, I would play guitar at home. And then I really got into bass playing and picking up rhythm and time stuff mm-hmm. through that. And that was like at school or Yeah, I guess so my cousin had a bass and okay. I would spend summers at their house and I would always just they were doing whatever yeah. and no matter where we were I I was like, Hey, can I I'm putting this and <laughs> just kept playing it until eventually I, I got one for myself. Yeah. And uh, we were in jazz band actually in high school. Yeah, we, oh wow, you guys have known each other. That we long, we right? didn't talk. Oh yeah, we've known each other a long time. Yeah, we we didn't say that, but we we just didn't hang out of. early on. Yeah, so we knew of each other. We just weren't really in the I'm same like, circles. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I would always play 
space in the hallways and mm-hmm. the old jazz instructor for the high school heard me playing one day and it was around the time that you had to register for classes yeah and he stopped he goes hey you're gonna be in jazz band give me your form and he signed me up there for jazz go. band and then he quit over the summer so I went into jazz band not knowing how to read music with Ooh. a new instructor who didn't want to take the time <laughs> to be patient with me That's not just, knowing how to read music. Yeah. So I basically did nothing in the class because <laughs> I couldn't contribute in any way. And uh, Fuck it. That's a free, free period. What are you complaining about? Yeah. <laughs> jazz band, like, if you enjoy music, that was a free period regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I so, used to try and justify it to my friends and say, it's an hour out of the day I get to go play drums. And they go, no, it's not the same. <laughs> Whatever. So I guess from that, it developed into starting to record at home, mm-hmm. getting more into guitar playing because I felt like I could do a little more with it. I always liked even playing bass and learning things that I heard. I always played the guitar melodies on my bass or yeah horn melodies or whatever and it wasn't an instrument that at the time I could find other people with and be like yeah let me be like lead bass yeah it doesn't it's kind of odd so gravitated more towards guitar uh went to school at CU Denver for recording I wanted to go for composition but they don't have a composition program you, oh, you yeah. can go for performance but to this day i still don't know how to read music so at all I, i'm i am such crap at retaining theory at retaining wow. any of that stuff yeah i suck at theory but um <laughs> so so if you put sheet music in front of me it's a foreign it's language useless. yeah you couldn't cool. even like take a second and it's gonna take me a That's while. probably why you're a better guitar player than me. I mean, I'm just now learning how to play guitar, and I've been playing for seven years. <laughs> um, but just started taking lessons last year, and I just that'll really teach you like how much you suck. Probably yeah. not you because you're insane. But for me, I was like, I have no idea what the fuck <laughs> I'm doing. doing. Well, it's it's always humbling because yeah, I can I can listen to something and. If I sit down with it long enough, mm-hmm. I can figure it out. But I don't know what I'm playing. I don't know what notes I'm playing. I don't know yeah. anything. And then I could go to a guitar center or a music shop, and there's a five-year-old that's sight reading better than I ever have. That kid's probably and, an ass. You know. A pretentious ass. Or, but and that's humbling, you know. Yeah. Because you're like, you're, you're five. I can, I can shred circles around you. But you can read better than me. So yeah. how how level is that playing field? You know? Oh, yeah. I had uh, the same thing going to guitar lessons because, like you, I would just hit a couple of you know frets together or whatever, and it sounded good. So I was like, I'm going to write a song around it. And then I showed it to the kid that was teaching me guitar, and he goes, that doesn't make any sense. He's like, I don't even know what to call that. It's a D, sus, E, Flip over J. I, yeah, it was it was different. So I have respect for that. Yeah, it's it's a skill set that yeah. not everyone has, which is great. If you have it, props to you. I think yeah. in patterns, 
So I look at shapes on the fretboard, mm -hmm. and then I can usually associate that shape with other shapes that I can follow it with for certain yeah. sounds. So I don't really think in notes or keys or scales. I just go, all right, this shape is working. And if I want it to sound a little more sad, I know I can go to this shape. Mm -hmm. Or I know that this ascending pattern will get me this place. And, yeah. you know, it's... You have no boundaries. You're not saying, well, if I'm going to play a E chord progression, I have to do an E, an A, a G, and then, you know, right. you're just kind of like sounds good yeah that and i, I play with a lot bounds. of i play with a lot of chromaticism because i love tom morello's guitar playing yeah so much and he did a lot of that and between him and and victor wooten because victor wooten was like he was a bass player wasn't he yeah so okay. he's he's got on four strings essentially but yeah. uh he has this whole thing of like chromaticism gets you anywhere Mm -hmm. if you know your theory you can go wherever but I kind of took that as alright you can just blast out notes until you land where you want so if you don't know where you are you can just kind of keep going yeah. until you're in familiar territory and Tom Morello does that a lot so I kind of bridge the two and there's a lot of that in my playing and especially solos and stuff because yeah. I'm here and I want to get here I don't really know the scale to do that so i'm just gonna play notes keep blasting yeah. notes until i force my way yeah. there <laughs> and finger blasting notes huh yeah nice so that's how i play guitar i guess it sounds kind of like did you ever play the zelda on the first nintendo how it's like all dark around you and you have to like go yeah. and then it lights up yeah Sounds like that's what you're, uh, <laughs> you're I just, you go down and then you have to go back and then yeah. down. I, I just keep cutting branches with a machete. A machete. A machete. With it's a, a machete. machete. With a machete until I can see the light of day. Machete. That's um, beautiful. That's very poetic about your guitar playing. Yeah, I didn't even know that. You didn't Please. know he could read music? No, that, I, I knew that. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't know the, I didn't know that's how he thought. I knew he thought in patterns, but not that. that Basically, I'm lost all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, history has proven that like reading music is cool and stuff, and like if you're, you know, whatever, you can say, "Hey, play these chords." But like, there's so many people who haven't known how to read music. Yeah, like Nick been... Cannon. Nick Cannon. Drumline. Oh yeah. Damn. <laughs> Truth, hard truth in that movie. I was thinking uh, more like um, Dewey Finn from School of Rock. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, anyway, see, you got me thinking about one thing way too hard. Uh, for myself and the viewers at home, and listeners at home or wherever the fuck you listen to this podcast, what is a lichen? It's, and while you say that, I'm going to check the levels real quick. So it's similar to a werewolf. So as far as I understand it, the key differences are that lichens are born as a lichen, whereas werewolves are cursed. So like a werewolf is somebody 
that was human and then became this kind of creature of the mm-hmm. night. And then a lichen is something that already exists as that. Was that in Harry Potter? They had similar creatures. I know werewolves are in Harry Potter. Yeah. But yeah. I don't really think lichens are. They didn't mm-hmm. learn them. See, I watched them recently, and I feel like they learned about it in one of the classes, but and it's irrelevant. My bad. And as far as I understand it, the official lore is that, like, lichens can kind of transform whenever, mm-hmm. and then werewolves have to use a full moon. And if mm-hmm. you've ever seen Underworld, which is probably where most people have heard that term, because yeah. it's, it's lichens and vampires, essentially, yeah. they kind of mixed it so Mm -hmm. they can transform basically whenever but it's like really strong during a full moon i don't know kind of like when the hulk has had his practice right he can like do it on command yeah Yeah, exactly okay why uh is there why you guys named it that or yeah so it was an idea that i had originally we were kind of going through a guess a stagnant period and as the sky darkens where we were writing some stuff and not everyone was seeing eye to eye Mm -hmm. and it was it was a time where it was kind of hard to be stoked on more than one thing and if one person was excited about an idea then one or two other people weren't and we were losing members and all this other stuff so it was a little bit of a frustrating musical period and when we kind of went off and did our own thing, the idea is that Lycan is kind of about transformation. Uh, so okay. for uh, as far as I understood, it was kind of, I wanted to take this dry spell and use it as a motivating point yeah. and just kind of reinvent our inspiration and reinvent kind of how we wanted to play music and yeah. the rules and boundaries of songwriting and because we, we had a system in the other band that worked pretty well. Yeah. But this is a little more free because as a two piece it's a lot easier to collaborate mm-hmm. and it's a lot easier to see eye to eye because we only have to please each other as far as hmm. As far as ideas, <laughs> but instead of five people. It's getting right. a little hot in here. A little steamy. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, when you're trying to please five dudes, that's a lot of work. Instead of just one other dude. <laughs> I wouldn't know. It's exhausting. I can't yeah. even imagine. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> so. So you guys are, you know, seasoned. <laughs> by now. We're, stu- we're by, still learning. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was kind of the inspiration for that name and I guess the, the story behind it. Oh, okay. And as I was saying, there were, there were kind of processes we used to write songs in the last band and in this one it was kind of a no rules yeah. thing. We just wanted it to be fun was at the top of the list. If we weren't having fun with yeah. it, then what's the point of doing it? That's very liberating. And I think it was just a, a breath of fresh air to play a different style and to do things we weren't doing. We weren't singing in the yeah. other band and just new territory. So I yeah. guess that's the origin story of yeah. our name. How were you in As the Sky Darkens since the beginning? 
Not or, since the beginning. Because they were but, around for a long time. Yeah, like 10 plus years. I was the first second generation member. So they, okay. they had the same lineup for a really long time. And then uh, I replaced Jared. And um, Jared decided to leave. And, and he got sucked back in. Yeah, he, he helped us out on a lot of tours Yeah. later on because, uh, I mean, I, I was in and then our drummer left and then Mike came in. And that's when we kind of, I guess, connected because we... Hit it all. Yeah, we always, we always <laughs> knew about each other, but then yeah. when we actually started to play music together... Nico was nervous because he thought I hated him. Yeah. Why do you think that? I, I just thought he hated me. Do you think a lot of people hate you? We didn't talk in high school, so... Yeah, like... Uh, it goes way back to high school. and In high school, you think a lot of people hate you. So, <laughs> why not just add one more to that <laughs> list? You and, know what's funny about that is, like, you think some people, like, hate you, and then you learn, like, nah, I really didn't even notice you existed. Yeah. And then you, know, you kind of think... obsessing it's about like, you. It's like, oh, God, it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> you hate me. Oh, God, yeah. it's worse I was invisible. <laughs> it's worse I was... <laughs> And then you just um, wonder, like, how many times have I wondered so much what somebody else thinks? Yeah. yeah. A lot. But... It's... Don't go through life assuming the whole world loves you. That might backfire. I don't think that's that could be ever, bad too. I don't think I've ever been in that seat. But uh, so in any in any case, <laughs> uh, I was the first like second generation member, and he was the second second, second edition. So nice. Neither one of us are original to the band, but John's been like one of my best friends forever and ever and ever. Yeah. So was he in it since the start? Yeah. So he's the vocalist, and he and I were hanging out for a really long time, and it was just kind of a natural fit. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we went over the name. Hold on, got to refer to my notes here. Usually the book is open. Uh, so explain the writing process a little bit. So I know you said that like you come up with some shells of ideas, but like, do you write things and bring it to him or are you guys more so a band that has to write in the same room together? Well, it like, we, we definitely jam to yeah. write things, but like, it kind of goes both ways. Like Nico will have a couple of riffs or something mm -hmm. and then bring them to practice and like we'll jam on them. Yeah. If we like where it's going, we'll, we'll just keep chipping away at it. Um, and same for me, like I'll I'm like, oh, that's a cool groove or, you know, whatever. I don't know. Like I'll think of things and then he'll try to write to it. Like we've got one song in the works right now where I basically wrote a whole song on the kit and then wrote lyrics for it. Oh, wow. And now I'm like, all right, write guitar to it. So like, damn! I wish David would do that. There's kind of there's kind just of kidding. no rules, but like we just like we just jam, and that mm -hmm. was like, I, like I don't know. It's just it's really natural for us because like in the old band it was a lot of like program stuff, which oh, which yeah. is which is fine, but like for us it wasn't as, as inspiring. Yeah, you're not hearing it in your brain. Like regardless of whatever 
the backing track is like your or the you know program drums you're still gonna hear it and like hear the song in like that yeah pattern i guess you know yeah no matter sure. how hard you try and fight it as opposed to if you're just hearing something for the first time and you run with it yeah 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 exactly. it, it almost gives you a predisposition to what a song is supposed to sound like mm -hmm. if you're just listening on because we, we had a sound cloud that we would all just post ideas to Oh, so I would have I would like a riff. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, check it out, guys, and I would just put scratch drums underneath it for what I thought the feel was. Yeah, you know, kind of supposed to lean towards, but then it's hard to break away from that if you listen to it over and over again. Yeah, and even when we would have practice, like he and I would be the people that are just kind of dicking around and yeah. jamming, and a lot of our ideas came from that. Yeah. So. We've we've had songs where, like he said, he would he would give me like a drum beat, and mm -hmm. then it just kind of goes off on this tangent where once we start doing it live, yeah, we get three or four more pieces, and then we we revisit it later. And there's a lot of phone recordings going on, yeah, uh, <laughs> because I have awful awful musical ADD, and I have such horrible retention. Yeah. Um, like, if I don't practice our songs over and over again within a week, I'm going to forget something that I wrote. Yeah. And it, that's just how you it goes. You and I kind of have a lot in common when it comes <laughs> to playing guitar. It made As the Sky Darkens practices awful because yeah. I'd be like, dude, you wrote this like a year ago. And it's like, yeah, I haven't played it in like three days. That's I don't remember any of it. Three days. That's <laughs> a lot for me. And, and so when I'm just kind of dinking around on the guitar, if I have something that I like, mm -hmm. I have to record it on my phone. Yeah. Or else in 30 seconds, it's going to be gone forever. I will, I will never have it again. And there are instances where my phone is in a different room or it's just it's just out of reach and I have to get up and stop what I'm doing. And then by the time I sit down, I've already forgotten it. And I'm like, uh, like why? I've definitely what? done that. Like, why can't you work for me for 30 seconds? Why yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, there there are a lot of times where I'll just send him a phone recording of a riff, and he'll be like, "I guess the job like, done." Yeah, yeah, or it's like, we might be able to work with this, or you know, shrug emoji. Um, and then there are other times where we're just we're practicing a song that we've already written, and then on accident something happens, and we go, "Wait, like we should focus on this for a second because this could be really cool." Yeah, and then let's record it so we remember it later, and. Nice. So, the songwriting process is completely random, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, there's really no rhyme or reason behind any one thing. I think just about every song on the EP we have was written in a different way. Yeah. So, like the, the song that he sings on, he came to the table with the drum beat that starts the whole track out. And then mm -hmm. we just worked on it from there. And then the song that is after that was I, I was posting videos on Instagram for a good while mm -hmm. just doing like guitar stuff and I would do a lot of loops yeah and it was I, I made a video for a loop and then after the, I posted the video I just kept the loop going and I was kind of just messing around and there was like a riff and that turned into only heroes and it's Damn. yeah it's all just different it sounds like so easy going but complicated at the same time 
it's <laughs> yeah. yeah do you ever worry guitar player to guitar player or even <laughs> even drums writing music in period uh in not sure what i was going for there writing music in general do you ever worry that like one day the uh the well of randomness is just gonna dry up like you sit there and you you know do the same thing and then you go no that sounds too much like this you do a different thing sounds too much like this we already do that i think yeah i mean like for for me personally like not that long ago i was in a real bad dry spell of, of that exact thing like just felt super unmotivated to play and like was just in a slump and like yeah. couldn't think of anything cool like and like that's what started it and then because i can't think of anything i don't want to even sit down and try to play yeah and like i don't like i don't have a spot where i can have a kit set up so like yeah i'm rocking like a practice pad kit right now which is fine but yeah. like nothing actually compares to playing real drums in no. my opinion Feeling so i get to do that like once a week and when i do that i'm super inspired but like it's hard to, it's hard to like be motivated when you're playing on practice pads and stuff but like yeah. yeah i don't know i definitely get that but I think I, I go through floodgate periods where definitely I, I have a really long drought and yeah. then I have a week where I just I can't record enough. Yeah. And then another drought of a few months. And yeah. so I guess I try to work through it because I know it, I know it's going to ebb and flow every time. Mm-hmm. And so when we go through the the period of all right, we're just like cranking ideas out. That's great. And then when it hits that dry spell, it's it's like all right, let's look at what we yeah. compiled, and then 100%. let's kind of narrow some stuff down. Let's see what we can work with. Or if that doesn't work, I'm just gonna work on my chops. And if if I'm not gonna be inspired to write, then let me try to just get my technique better. Let me try to get my fingers better, more in sync, more whatever. Even if it's just boring. I'm just running stuff yeah. mindlessly. Just there, I think by now I've gotten a little bit of a, a cycle where it's like, all right, you've inspiration, you're just writing, and then all right, you're reviewing what you've written. You don't want to do anything, so just practice what you have. Or you know, uh, there was, I think it's Eric Moore or yeah. uh, either Eric Moore or Larno Lewis which are both drummers that I like a lot. Um, no, it was, was it, it was Joseph, Joseph Arrington. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Joseph. Joseph Arrington. Uh, yes. So he played for a lot like Birds, and he plays for Sign Bar and Royal Coda. Uh, essentially, he was telling Mike and myself about this thing where for – X amount of time that he sets, like a minute or two minutes, whatever, he just goes as crazy as he can. Mm-hmm. Like maybe at like the end of whatever he's practicing and just like gets it all out. And yeah. sometimes I'll do that as well because yeah. it's something that I've never thought to do. And yeah. applying that from a drum kit to a guitar is also kind of different. So that was Joseph, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I like know. that though. That's like a very different spin from like, yes. So I sit down and I write 
the guitar part on the first try and then the words hit me and there's a song yeah it's it's weird because like because because i'll do that Doesn't too happen. since you told us about that and i'll like i'll feel silly because i'm like i know i'm just gonna play the same shit i play yeah even if i'm going crazy but if you do it long enough eventually something weird happens and you're like oh i've never done that before but yeah like i'll just start hitting cymbals and Mm-hmm. like just easy single stroke rolls or whatever and I don't know if you just keep making yourself do it yeah something weird happens eventually yeah. you kind of deviate and something different happens and you branch out or nothing happens and you're like well now I'm tired yeah and th- and then it's time to put it away because you're tired I feel that get, get back at it sometimes I feel that before I even started playing yeah. <laughs> uh, so hypothetical situation these kids come up to you. They're like, let's say they're 12, you know, for the sake of the story. Okay. They've been playing Blink-182 covers, maybe a couple. I don't know. Kids don't really listen to some 41 anymore. Blink-182. Uh, which is a shame because... I know, right? Even their last record was awesome, in uh, my opinion. I haven't listened to it yet. The last one that I actually sat down and listened to was Screaming Bloody Murder. Okay. Um, I haven't listened to the most recent one. They come out swinging. It's yeah. awesome. I saw them at Warp Tour um, two years ago. At the Warp Tour. R.I.P. Warp Tour. So. Vans. Anyways, the kids. Fucking Vans. Yeah, the the kids. kids. They're like 12. They're doing mostly all-time low covers, but they cover Damn It because uh, <laughs> all-time low covered it. So, like, these kids are covering it as well. They come up to you and they're like, hey. We're sick of playing these cover songs. We want to start writing music. How do we write music? I would tell them, suck it up, keep playing covers, because that's what pays. Be a cover Damn. Band, be a cover band, you go to a bar, you make fucking 450 in an hour. There's a lot of fucking truth in that. There is. It's Like, if you can play at a fucking wedding... Yeah. I've always wanted to be a jazz... Like... In a jazz trio or quartet, background music. Yeah, and play weddings or. I was background music at a wedding once. I played for twenty minutes and made a hundred bucks. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's great. So you you could go that route. Be like (laughs) that that dream you have. Okay. Hypothetically, or you're feeling positive about writing your own music. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We want to inspire them to do their their dream thing. Yeah. It's going to sound really vague, but I would probably just say, just start doing it. Yeah. I, and that's probably exactly the answer I would give. I would. I would be so... I haven't be asked like, anybody this like, on the Thanks. podcast, so... Thanks for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> be like, ask Mike. <laughs> but, and then I would say... Did you I mean, something else? Well, that's first instinct is to go just, yeah. just play it. But I guess... Outside of that, it would be just start exploring your mm-hmm. instrument. To, if I had to elaborate on just start, is yeah. everything you already know that's a cover, just play everything that's not that. Play, yeah. play, play everything that's unfamiliar to you, and then eventually you'll start to create your own patterns or hooks or chord progressions. Definitely. And even, even if it you think it sucks at first, just keep at it because eventually you're going to do something that you made that you like. Yeah. 
And for sure. After that, um, you got the I, ball rolling then. Yeah, too awkward at that point. So if anyone comes up to me on the street, I'm already sweating bullets. So <laughs> especially through twelve, get away from me, <laughs> little child. What you make uh, me nervous. <laughs> What, uh, what were you gonna say about writing um, music? I would, I would probably tell the kids to go watch School of Rock. That teaches you how to, how to do that basically. No, I would, I would tell them. I'd be like, all right, who are your favorite bands? And then they'd be like, Blink One Eight Two, All Time Low. And then I'd be like, really, you guys are twelve, and these are these are my favorite bands. And these are your favorite. I don't know who they fucking listen to. Today. Okay, well we don't even know. five these, seconds of these summer. These kids don't even really exist. Anyways, well you know they might them, they might be listening to this. I would tell them to think of your favorite bands mm-hmm. and get together with your friends and start jamming music similar to that. Like not obviously not their own music, but like okay, that's the kind of stuff you like. Mm-hmm. Be inspired by that and just start, like Nico said, start doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like for for me, it's like it's different because I don't like I don't ever really have to worry about like completely ripping off someone else's idea. Yeah, like drum, like dr- I don't drums, think the lightning is ever gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> hope not. <laughs> but like, drums drums are different. Like the mm-hmm. same drum beat is in almost every song ever. Yeah, like. You know, I, I mean, like, especially in 4-4 time, like... I don't know, those so, ghost notes, though. That's what David and I are always talk about, those fucking ghost notes, ghost though. Notes. Yeah, ghost notes are pretty tight. Very tight. Yeah, yeah. Be tight. But, like, but, I mean, unless it's, like, a super obvious beat, like, don't get me wrong, there are songs that have super, super obvious things where if someone else did it, it's like, okay, you yeah. stole that. Like, if you were going to take get the, down, the first down, date... Down, get, Drum fill, yeah, or yeah. yeah, fucking Teen Spirit, or yeah, I don't know. Um, That's what everybody. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody who sits down at a drum kit, whether it's their first time or their tenth time, they all sit down and go. Every fucking time. And that's okay. It's not true. That is okay. You know, it's almost like every guitar player, guitar center, just ringing out a C chord, like just. Just that classic rock, and it's just loud, and they start playing Stairway. And See, I always feel and like it was like, a... why didn't I buy this shit online? <laughs> you go to the recording Sweet section. Water. Sweetwater! Yeah, Sweet this water. podcast is brought to you by Sweetwater. Someday. That'd be sweet. Fuck yeah, it would. <laughs> Fucking send me a new microphone, god damn it. Sweetwater, what's up? What's up? Sponsor me. I want some of that free shit. Hell yeah. Fuck all the brands that you sell. The website's good. I want my free shit. Your customer service is great. Is that Tom Segura? Yeah! (laughs) Dude, I fucking love Tom Segura. Dude, we quote him so so much. What are you calling for? Calling for my free shit. Calling for my free shit. (laughs) Damn. Disgraceful and mostly stories. Uh... Have you all seen that yeah, one? I've seen all when of he's that. talking about how little kids tell a story, <laughs> and he's like, and then I, and then I said you could have the blue one, and he just goes on like a little kid and fucking cracks me up. Like that dude, 
so dry, but so funny. Dude, we quote disgraceful, like, religiously. We, so we don't have... You guys got any free time to hang out? <laughs> we, so we basically, like, we don't have conversations with one another. We just speak in stand-up quotes back and forth. Yeah, it's a lot of that. Like, he'll say half of a Tom Segura line and I'll yeah. finish it. Or I'll start saying something that John Mulaney said on a special, and then he'll just start saying it with me. Yeah, and yeah it, I don't know. That's half of what we do when we're together. It's just it is. and then people yeah. think we're really funny. It's awesome. Like yeah, and I mean, you're just kind of like totally oh, came up with that. Damn. Yeah. Have you uh, have you ever listened to his podcast? Uh-uh. Your mom's house. Yeah. Uh, no, I. I mean, I know of it, mm-hmm. but I don't really listen to podcasts too much. It's it's something I want to get into, yeah. but it helps me because like I detail cars for a living. So if I put headphones on and I'm listening to a conversation, like keeps me going. Because I don't know if this happens for you, but sometimes you listen to the same shit on your phone over and over, and you're like, mm-hmm. the last thing I want to do is listen to music right now. Like I drive in silence a lot. Yeah. Yeah doesn't mean I don't love music. It just means, you know. You want some silence. Yeah. But, uh, no, on his podcast, he touches on it, but he tells, like, the full details of it on Joe Rogan's podcast. And he talks about how him and his wife address people as jeans and mommy. And there's, like, a whole story behind the jeans part. But, basically, he's talking about, like, when they go to Starbucks, they pull up and the person goes, Welcome to Starbucks. Can I take your order? And they go, uh... Hey, Jeans, so I'm going to get a venti latte, and what do you want? Oh, yeah, she wants a, a tall caramel macchiato. Okay, that would be four seventy five. Thanks, Mommy. And then they drive away, but he just talks about how, uh, you know, the people at those retail places don't even, like, they don't even process it because it just happens so fast, and, like, you know, they're making total logical sense between the Jeans and Mommy thing. So, I don't know. That dude just... <laughs> he's, he's on a different level. He's my he's spirit so human. Him and his in and out. Yeah, what he's talking about being in the parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> but where will I park? Where will I park? <laughs> Tom, what can we say? <laughs> oh, so funny. What does he say that... Um, some disabilities aren't funny. Some are. Some are. <laughs> uh, anyway, I could probably talk about that for... Yeah, yeah. we can get real off. So that means never not coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this could get derailed real fast. The, Chinese, the Chinese-British lady, though, when he's playing her. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. You want some tea? Oh, fuck. I'm making do you them. know how hard it is to do that without squinting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. So, as much as I would love to talk about Tom Segura, maybe I'll start a break-off podcast that's like, uh, you know, uh, a review of Tom Segura's content. Probably not, though. You guys didn't seem too excited about it. Uh, no. And you're probably I'm the only I'm trying to think of how it could work. You should just throw it in. Like, every person you have on this podcast, you have to throw them a Tom Segura line and just see how they react to it. <laughs> That's funny, though, that I picked up, 
when, when, uh, when yeah when, and that was like a subtle one too yeah that wasn't like an obvious one yeah. I don't know. so uh back to the music that was a lot of information in the in the talk about writing like i definitely feel like everybody listening should listen to that part a couple times because like you said a bunch of like it's kind of like the floodgates for when you're writing like you just opened up a bunch of stuff but like if you go back and dissect like everything you just said it's pretty genius i don't know what i said so dude i barely i couldn't even remember what tom segura quote he said just knew that i knew it was in, oh, in, in that one? No. No. Oh, crap! In any case. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> but. So, uh, lyrically, do you guys both write lyrics? Mm hmm. Yeah. Who writes more lyrics? Do yeah, you sing that's... his lyrics ever? And you, yeah. And, uh, and vice versa, yeah. Damn. Do you ever have a problem like feeling the lyrics though i feel like that's why i could never have somebody write lyrics for me is because like i just wouldn't feel it because i'd be like oh this is about that person's life which i mean not yet yeah i don't know if i ever will just i don't know i'm like i might like maybe on the other side of it like i might be like i like i want to sing this because it's really personal to me mm -hmm. So I don't want you to sing it. Yeah. Like from the other end of that, but like I don't think I'd ever be like, oh, like you wrote this. I know yeah, this means nothing. In me. the studio for the song that you wrote lyrics to, when you were recording those vocals, there were a lot of parts where you're like, I, I just want it to be me. And Yeah, yeah, there were a couple times there. And that's totally fine. And then when we play it live, I'm either harmonizing stuff or just doing mm -hmm. things underneath and the same with him. Yeah. There, there's a lot more that we do live than what's on the recordings because yeah. I think as we get more comfortable playing these songs, it feels more natural just kind of put extra flavor in okay. where we see fit. But I don't think there's going to be an issue with it as long as we're both on the same page with the song yeah. in the first place because a lot of this is coming, we're coming from the same place with a lot of this or if... Yeah. if if it's about something, we've both experienced it. Yeah. So that makes sense. It's not like I went skydiving and he hasn't, and I wrote a song <laughs> yeah, about it. He went it. scuba diving. Right, and now, that might be cool. And now he has to sing. Now <laughs> he has to sing cool. about the skydive he didn't do, and it's it's not like that. It just makes yeah. me mad. Yeah. So when it when it's about like oh this is about an ex girlfriend. Yeah. I've had an ex girlfriend, so I can. I can relate to that. I wouldn't know. And so, I mean, I guess we're familiar with a lot of the lyrical content that yeah. the other is bringing to the table. It makes sense. Yeah. Another, another thing, too, is that with this band, everything has been, like, because, like, with, with the previous band, and, and, like, I've just experienced this a lot with people, I guess, but, like, things would get so bottled up because mm -hmm. people weren't saying what they were feeling, and then it fucking blows up in your face, and yeah, like then then everyone's pissed off, or like there's like you have shit practice, or like whatever. People just weren't being honest, and like from day one, that's been one thing we've like kind of like promised ourselves that we would do. Like if like we we just lay everything on the table, basically, it's like I don't think 
we should do that or yeah like and it's just the two of us so it makes it a lot easier that's good to but stop like, it in the tracks like yeah. just like with any relationship like we communicate a lot and on everything and yeah like with lyrics and stuff then it, it makes that really easy yeah there, yeah there are certain instances where i've had an idea and i'm super stoked on it he's like i don't know if this is gonna work yeah and it's like all right let's try it and then we'll try it and it's yeah. like yeah it didn't work so how do you know then, when to put a song to rest though because like i've definitely like having all the recording equipment and stuff here like i'll have an initial idea and i'll just like keep working on it and working it and working it and working it and then like eventually i figure out that it's a shit song and it's not gonna work yeah. but like how do you know when to lay it down when it doesn't feel sincere anymore or? i think that's probably more applicable to me at the moment because i'm yeah. usually the one that's like all right got this riff all right mm -hmm. this riff tunnel vision and there is a particular chunk of music that I've brought to the table that it's like it's really hard to work it into yeah. something that we're both kind of feeling and generally when that happens at least with this song I just put it away and then yeah. if, if I if I'm like noodling and I'm like all right that sounds like it's in the same key as this song. Maybe I can rework some yeah. stuff and come back to it later rather than just trying to drill it. Like, no, there's like, I know it wasn't working five minutes ago, but let's mm -hmm. come back to it and try it again because yeah. it's definitely going to work this time. I think we haven't had any issues where it's like one is forcing an idea on the other. We can yeah. generally feel when, when it's dead in the water and be like, all right, let's just move on. Yeah, I mean, when we were writing the five songs, the first four happened so quickly. Like, yeah, we had four, we got together four times to write, and we had four songs. Mm -hmm. And when we went to write that fifth song, which is actually the song I sent you, that one took a couple of days. Like, I remember, yeah. I remember working on that, and it like, because I remember laughing. We were like, we just busted out four songs in like two weeks. And we can't write one more. Like it, yeah. like it was a little struggle to get the and last we, one. But and we had all the pieces of it, and we just couldn't we didn't figure know how out to arrange them the proper order. Yeah. And then eventually, we scrapped almost all of it and added new shit, and that became the last song. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the process for everything was really fast because we we essentially formed the band in January. We started writing in February. The writing was done by March. Like everything came in month long chunks. So yeah. it was like we formed the band in one month. The other month we, we wrote everything. We booked our studio time for one month. We recorded everything in a month because we, we would go and like, we did like one week, one yeah. session, and like do all the guitars, all the drums. And then we did two separate days for vocals. Mm -hmm. And that took a month. And so every month we would essentially set these goals of all right what do we want to accomplish this month and then we try and make it happen and yeah we didn't really miss any of those deadlines uh -huh. and if we did it was by like a day or two like it was like oh we didn't write five songs in the month of february it was the month of february in like two days of march or yeah. you know what i mean and we were pretty strict on getting those accomplished yeah but I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I already lost the, the question. <laughs> uh, basically, just you know, songwriting, 
and uh, writing process, liking process. I just know that I was going to say, oh, did you remember it? Songs that were dead in the water. That's right. When do you He's know? like, I got it. <laughs> See, a big it's like thing a that... Episode. <laughs> a break, uh, a big thing that I deal with is like, especially when we put out an EP or a single or something, like you write this really good song and you're holding on to it and you're super stoked on it. And then you put it out there and you can't rewrite that song again. Mm. And like just knowing that you have to write all like new shit. Cause like, I think I talked to Phil about it, maybe Tim, but music is fucking weird. Cause it like doesn't make any sense. You're pulling this thing out of nowhere it didn't exist. This song, you know, sometimes a chord progression, drum beat, lyrics to that music. Like, mm-hmm. it's a weird fucking thing. And you're just counting on that creativity to hit you. Like, <laughs> I, I think we've already experienced a lot of that with... We have the final product of our recordings. And in a live setting, we're already playing things differently. Yeah. But I think the cool thing about it is it it's recorded and that's it's recorded form and then you can listen to that but if you see us live you're going to get a different experience because you're not going to hear the same thing you're yeah. you're going to hear variations on stuff which i think we both really like out of live performances that we see from other bands yeah i don't want to see a band perform a record yeah just like they recorded it I dig that as well. I like little surprises and mm-hmm. like when bands have a song and they extend it in the middle or yeah. just different variations. And so there are things where he's doing different drum beats or we're just extending parts and you know, that's that's for live and then what we have on the recording is what we have on the recording and that's yeah. we can't change it, so why why fight it, you know? Yeah. Just, For sure. Just take all the, we should have done this, and then just do it live instead. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about it anymore. It's like the best of both worlds. Yeah. I have that, uh, the music ADD as well. And I've kind of, I've worked with David and Colton to the point where I tell them straight up, I'm human, and I am going to fuck up. You mm-hmm. can count on that. But, like, I've fucked up so many times, and, like, I'll get an idea in the bridge of a song we're playing live and I just like look at them and then I do my own thing. I get like really wacky with the pedals or whatever. And then I look at them again. And they know we're, that we're going into the end of the song. So it's probably much easier with two people. How's your guys' setup when. So I saw you guys at Streets of London, obviously. Mm-hmm. Is that how you set up every time? Or that was. We. No, that's it. Yeah, we generally just face yeah. each other. So. I kind of face the crowd and Mike kind of faces me so that mm-hmm. the crowd can see him play, but we're both up front on the stage. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's scary. David and I did that one time. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a setup that I really like. Yeah. And it, it allows us to, if we need to non-verbally communicate, it's close. I don't have to look behind me. Yeah. And then I don't, I don't know. It's just, I like that setup. Do you guys like the front bottoms? I'm indifferent on them. Yeah. I, I don't know enough about them. Yeah. They were a duo like when they first started, and it was just acoustic guitar and drums. So it was, uh, it was wacky, yeah. for sure. 
Um, do you guys stream music? You guys music streamers? We haven't. We'll post videos from practices yeah. or studio time, but we haven't played enough shows to get into. All right, we're starting a live stream yeah. of the show. For those of you who can't make it, you can tune in or yeah. anything like that. But it, I don't think it's out of the question. Yeah. It's more of we need to remember to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's uploading content and like biggest thing is like believing that people are going to give a shit like that's why i had the idea for this podcast back in april and didn't actually do it until july because i was like who the fuck cares what i have to say and i go off on tangents and i say random shit so it's probably not gonna work and then in october i was like fuck it i'm just gonna make an intro episode people dig it whatever yeah but uh because you could you could rephrase that question and just do a different inflection like who cares what I have to fucking say? I'm gonna yeah. do it anyway. Exactly. Like, who well, cares? that's my who, mindset who now. Who cares what I you have know? to say? Who cares what I have to say? You well, know. I'm a park. <laughs> so, that was a very good answer, and that's something that people need to know. Just people are gonna give a shit, okay? Post shit. But uh, I was referring more to like listening to music, like as consumers when it comes to streaming music, Spotify, all that other stuff. Post other artists. Well, do you guys like this? Are is, we on Spotify? <laughs> no, I guess this is kind of a dumb question because everybody streams music now. Is that how you guys consume music, or do you still buy it on iTunes and oh. listen to oh. it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's that's what I was going for, but like, I do you guys both. were saying some cool shit, so I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna let them run with it. <laughs> I do both. I. I listen, I use Spotify like in the car Mm -hmm. or at work. Yeah. But like, I still buy CDs, I still buy vinyl. Like, I still, yeah, I don't know. I do both. I mostly consume in a physical format. So I'm a CD whore. I I, 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 I hear you. I'm the dude that goes to Second and Charles and will leave with a stack of like 25 CDs. What is Second and Charles? Second and Charles is, it's like a chain that has a lot of media comic books and games and they have one here there's one on parker and arapahoe get the fuck out of here yeah, it's in arapahoe crossing i think you'll like it it's very fun yeah, it's damn because cool. i used to go to second spin and walk out you know oh, yeah. use cds yeah. and that's it's... where i got all my jazz albums from and it's kind of like that but if like second spin and borders had like a weird child Oh, that would man. be second in Charles. Because I like reading books too. Yeah. So, Fuck. Uh, so like, message me that because I am definitely going there this oh, weekend. Yeah. Uh, so, shout out to Second and Charles. Sponsor us. Sponsor the Lichen. Sponsor me too. That's if you want. Oh, I appreciate it. Come from me. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I consume a lot of physical uh, CDs. Yeah. And then vinyl. Um, nah. Hell yeah. I, I'd stream on Spotify for like when I'm at work mm-hmm. or uh, I guess if like if I'm in the kitchen cooking or something, yeah. I'll just put something on. But for the most part, I like listening to whole CDs or whole albums. So mm-hmm. I'll buy something I've never seen before or I'm curious about and I'll put it in my car and then I'll just drive with it for... yeah. You know a few weeks and then i feel like you can get to know an album and a band better that way so i don't like listening to single 
songs mm-hmm. that are kind of from the middle of an album or yeah. you know I want I want the whole picture because that's kind of like what we did was our album is yeah. a seamless play. Oh, okay. so, so if you skip, so it like blends into the next song. That's dope. I really want to do something like that one day. And it wasn't really that difficult to do. It was, it was more difficult to figure out how to record it properly. So, yeah. so it transitioned. But if you were to listen to the fourth song on our album and then go to the second, it's going to sound a little weird. Yeah, because it's going to come in like you, it's coming out of the Yeah, because you're going to hear... Song. How it blends but I don't know you can definitely do it I just like getting the whole picture of an album yeah that's awesome because there are a lot of albums like that that kind of blend into one another like uh, Plans by Death Cab for mm-hmm. Cutie that one has a lot of interwoven yeah, a lot of transitions yeah Mars Volta albums yeah I never could get into them I like, it's tough to get into that band. I'm still I've gotten trying. into two albums from that band, and like that's it. I feel like the closest I've come to it, and this might still be far away, maybe even not in the same universe, is Mute Math. Okay. They're kind of like in the same stratosphere-ish yeah. a little bit. I like Mute Math. Yeah. I really like Mute Math. I think they're ingenious. Um, so streaming music... Like, would you say that it's better for, like, taste testing? Like, if you hear about an artist and you're like, okay, I'm going to check it out, see if I want to buy it, and it's more of, like, you know, see if you like it, and then support them if you like it. Is it, like, that type of thing, or just when you're on the go and you can't listen to a vinyl? Um, I don't know. I mean, if someone tells me to check out a new band, I'll, like, I'll go listen to them on Spotify, I guess, but... If I'm checking out something new, I'd prefer to watch a video because yeah. I like to. I like it. It sounds kind of weird, but I like to see what I'm hearing. See, and I'm YouTube the exact well. opposite. Yeah. Because when I first heard of the National, I picked up like uh, they were just a related artist to the Gaslight Anthem, so I just went to Second Spin and bought the first CD that was on the shelf by them, and. Like, I loved that album so much that, like, I could feel it, I could hear it, but I didn't want to know what they looked like. Because then I would just picture the video and picture the dude singing every time. And uh, to this day, I still don't, I don't huh. know what he looks mm-hmm. like. And I'm totally fine with that. That's fair. So what do you do when you go see bands live? <laughs> this is amazing! <laughs> I'm having such a good time right now. I can totally picture the band. <laughs> no, when I go to shows, mostly if I'm going to a show, like it's a, oh, a band that I really like. Like, okay. uh, I really. Just had to ask. Yeah. No, that's a fair question, for sure. <laughs> Usually, I'm probably I'm a little surprised. Sometimes I'm like, really, that guy. It's also cool when you see a band and you're like. There's no way that that sound is coming out of that person. That's how I feel about Tiny Moving Parts. I <laughs> love that band to death, but the fact that he is able to do all that shit and sing at the same time, pff, fuck out of here. Yeah, that's how that's how I was like for Hail the Sun mm-hmm. when I found out that Donovan was their drummer and singing and like he plays crazy shit. Yeah, and he doesn't like now he does kind of the frontman thing, but earlier on. Like I was like, what? The f- I have to go. I have to watch 
Yeah, it's yeah. Like, there's no way he's doing that fill, and he's doing that that vocal that high ass note at the same time. Yeah. And then he's going screaming, and there's you know. Yeah. There's an art to it for sure. Yeah. Like I did it for since my first band on, and so like I kind of just did it. But it was really fucking weird when I got from behind the kit up to playing guitar. Yeah. Because, like, before I was sitting down, I was chill. But when I had to stand there, my knees would shake. It was very nerve-wracking. Yeah. I'm a little salty about the fact that uh, Spotify doesn't have Spotify radio anymore. Have you guys noticed that? No. Well, it, That kind of pisses me off. So I'm not going At Spotify. least from what I understand, it'll start to just generate a playlist. If you pick an album... Yeah. When the album is over, it'll just start to randomly play, and then it kind of makes a radio off of that. And See, for some like, reason, it uh, like it hasn't been doing that lately. I'll put on an album, and I'll listen to the whole thing, and it goes to the back to the top of the album, and it just uh, replays it like that because it used to do that when you put on an album, and then it would go into radio mode. It should still do that, because when uh, I work at a brewery, and when we're in the back, we just have, like, we'll pick, yeah. we'll like take turns picking an album, mm-hmm. and then every now and then, when an album's over, before the next person picks it, it just starts going, and it'll do its thing. Yeah. And, I mean, even last week, it was still doing that. It was just kind of auto-playing. Yeah. So maybe they just changed the settings, or... I don't know. What I want to see... I don't know, dude. I'm not that smart. What I want to <laughs> see is Spotify business because Pandora business is garbage. What is that? It's... So essentially, businesses need to use Pandora business for licensing reasons, mm-hmm. but the, the actual Pandora radio brain, I guess, uh, generator mm-hmm. is kind of garbage because... If I want to listen to a band, and I'm in the mood for that band, yeah, they're gonna play one song from it, and then it goes into random radio. Yeah, and with Spotify, like obviously, like there, if you want to listen to a band, you can just listen to the whole band or yeah. a whole album, and they don't have it because licensing is so intricate and just stupid. Yeah, but. Because um, it's all about like fractions of pennies and who gets what, and that's that's why they don't yeah. have that. But that's what I want to see from Spotify. Spotify business. There you go, Spotify. If you're listening, you got some work to do, son or daughter. Son, son or daughter. Uh, fuck! I came up with a good question while you were talking. Can't remember what the fuck it was. So refer to the notes. Remember. Uh I wrote this down, but now I'm not a hundred percent sure about like asking you guys the Denver music scene. Yeah. We've all been in it for a while. Would you say it's changed? Yeah. From like let's say two thousand ten to now? Yeah. What's the big difference, would you say? I don't know if it's so much that just the Denver music scene changed, but like er- like everything's just changing all the time. Because we're old. Because we're old Everyone's now. moving to Nashville. Yeah. And everyone's <laughs> moving to Nashville. See you, Phil. Have fun in Nashville. Miss you, Mike bye. Anderson. Yeah. The um, twins. I think it's different. 
for a few reasons. I think for me, one, because we came from playing heavier music and now we're playing a different genre. Yeah. And so the venue options are different. Way we, more. We, can, yeah. we can play a lot more than we probably would have been welcome at than before. Yeah. But I mean, from 10 years ago versus now, there are just so many DIY recordings. There are so many yeah. just like instant bands that pop up and they have connections everywhere and they know someone and they just, they come out of nowhere. And, and it's not fair. They're, they're going really hard and then they just pff, they fizzle out because they had yeah. the connections, but they didn't have a solid plan with it. And, you know, yes. Uh, one thing that I really miss is I miss the old marquee. I miss the old summit. Yeah, I went we, to the summit uh, to see Brian Fallon. That was fucking weird. It looked yeah, like a nightclub. Like club and now, <laughs> yeah. It has the lights yeah. under the bar and yeah. the fucking curtains along the side. You're in the summit. They have their own cocktail Ooh. at the summit now. Yeah. What is it? it, it I don't remember the name of it, but summit it's, it's like their the summit music hall cocktail, and I don't really care for that. But damn, I haven't been in the marquee. Is it? Pretty different. Marquis, but it's not that different. It, they yeah. redid the bathrooms. Dude, the then, bathrooms at the summit are actually nice. Now. Yeah, that actually was nice. Because <laughs> there's not yeah. one fucking urinal and now. One stall that the door like doesn't nice. close to. Yeah. Yes. I was walking. I was like, which one do I? Where will I pee? That <laughs> <laughs> was going through my mind. Hey, Spanish. <laughs> Hate to waste it. <laughs> Uh, it all comes back to Tom Segura. Yeah, that's the whole reason we started this band. He's a genius. <laughs> He's a fucking genius. He should be like uh, that band Austrian Death Machine, how they only have like Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes as their <laughs> lyrics, just only just, Tom Segura jokes. That would be fun to make a song like that. We just want to talk to the crowd in, in one-liners. Yeah. From yeah. other comedians and just see. Dude, Mitch Hedberg was people, the king of that. Yeah. Just the see one if liners. Pick up on it. Or yeah. every now and then we yell street smarts because. Bikes! It was. Bikes! <laughs> and that's why I yell bikes. Because John Mulaney <laughs> just made street smarts so amazing. Yeah. And I don't know. We. Yeah. Comedy is such a, an important part of everything we do yeah that's you know what that's uh, a big part of what we do as well making each other laugh because like when i get frustrated or when i like get down to business i feel like i'm being an asshole so then i cover it up with a joke or i say something like I'm the best fucking front man in the world, so you guys need to do what I say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they don't take it for, you know, face yeah. value. Yeah. Uh, big thing in this day and age is social media. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? What are you doing to, you know, uh, expose to yourselves? Our, our yeah. social media game, I think is pretty good the, yeah the problem that we have is that when we would post things and as a sky darkens that had five thousand people yeah and now when we first started it was like we were posting like 28 mm -hmm. and you, it's like three people have seen this and no one 
yeah, starting from zero. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I think it's more frustrating than anything else, but I think our content is good. Yeah. When we were in the studio, uh, we made a bunch of like kind of Blair Witch projecty teasers. Yeah. And, you know, the people that we showed were into it, but again, it, it went to 11 people at the time. And, yeah. you know, it, it's slowly working its way back up, but mm-hmm. I think. We have three music videos, two that are out, one that's being edited. We have, Do you have two out? Mm-hmm. We, have, we have plans for a fourth oh, one. Oh, that's right. So, okay. so we, have a lot of, we have a lot of content that we're generating, and we're just we're trying to have stuff often. We have a lot of promos yeah. that we've taken that mm-hmm. we have stuff for later and later and later on. And as that runs out, we take more and just we always have things that we can post. Yeah. And now as we're starting to play shows a little more, we're going to have, you know, promotional material for that as well. So I think we're we're doing pretty well, I would <laughs> say. We don't have like a Twitter or anything. And I know a lot of people use Twitter, but I've, it's I've weird never... weird because it seems like nobody does, but then you hear about all these people fighting on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I know. It's weird. It's never... always celebrities and then Donald Trump, though. Yeah, I've never like... I don't think I've breached 136 followers on I tweeted, Twitter. I tweeted like one tweet when I was 16. And I was like, this is dumb. I've never had a Twitter. I don't know how to use it. I don't know anything. The I know only time I, I get a Twitter is when I drink too much coffee. <laughs> I heard a dude say it one time. <laughs> I thought it was funny. So I guess maybe that's where we're yeah. lacking. Because we, I mean, we have, we have our stuff on Spotify so, and like iTunes. and we Instagram. Have, we're really... We focus heavily on Instagram content, yeah. even I think more so than Facebook content because yeah, with, I've definitely gotten into that habit as well. Yeah, and I think that's our general like preferred platform. Yeah, uh, with, with I mean I know that's where I go if I want to find out things about bands. Same. I go to Instagram, not Facebook. Yeah. yeah, and I also think with Facebook there's there's a lot of filtering that people have to do. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bullshit, a and lot of cooking videos and. <laughs> fail videos like don't get me wrong i love a good fail i love when someone lands on their face but it's hard to find like people's original posts yeah for sure yeah if you're actually if you're just looking for what your friends are up to Mm -hmm. you have to filter through a million memes and shared articles and things like that and then every now and then you'll see a text post from somebody versus i think instagram has a little bit more actual beef to it you know real reach as opposed to i don't know their algorithms are probably similar but uh yeah facebook you really don't get seen unless you boost that shit yeah i know and i know it's a pain in the ass i know with with (laughs) the facebook algorithms if you post anything with a link it uh, it kind of gets like downvoted automatically so you have to so like what aaron say from seven circle does yeah He'll he'll be super excited about this announcement, and then he goes link is in the first comment because is that why people do that? Because it, it reaches more people. He he was the yeah. first person that I saw do that, and he has Aaron is the nicest fucking yeah, guy. In the world. He was at Circa last night. He yeah, was, and he was filming. He yeah, didn't see me, but I saw him. Always gives me a hug when I see him. So. He's the first person that I saw do that, mm-hmm. and I think it's because he, he has 
such a, a broad network that he can oh, reach yeah. because he knows so many people and has has so many my personal space. It's <laughs> my personal space. Has so many social media connections that if he didn't do it that way, it, it would reach maybe half of yeah that. So that's definitely like I had no idea. And and I don't want to mess with that. So yeah, we're just gonna post a picture, and then the link is in the bio and nice. You know, yeah, it's easier that way. Damn. I feel like learning shit on the Don't Start a Band podcast. So, if you had to give advice to bands that before that was about writing, but now we're just saying in general, a band is starting out or a band is in like a rut and they don't know how to like breach that next. Uh, you know, get to level two. Yeah. What's, because uh, both of you, I mean, Veretta was pretty, six, is pr- pretty successful as the sky darkens. Definitely successful. Yeah. Um, so like, what are some things that worked that you would say, hey, this is going to help you out? I would say it kind of, su- it's, it's a sucky reality, but I would, I would tell them, okay, you have to, you have to stop thinking of this as your band and you have to think of it as your business. Yep. Um, 100%. Like it's a brand. So yeah. Like yeah. you have to brand yourself. Like you still, you still want to remember why you started it in the first place. Yeah. And you don't, you don't want to let that go, but eventually you have to think of it. You have to make that shift mm-hmm. in your head where you have to realize we are a company making a product and we need to sell that product if we're going to stay alive. Yeah. You know, and that's what you are. Like you're this band, your song is your product. You want to move it. You want people to like it. Yeah. You want, you want people to buy it. You want people to buy your music, to buy your merch, to come to your shows, you know, like that, that's what you're doing. You're selling yourselves. Well, merch and shows are like, cause music, some people like us weirdos still buy music, but there's a lot of people who just don't buy music anymore. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's so easy not to with yeah. Spotify and everything else. Like, well, I don't know if you guys have heard me talk about it. I know I've uh, re-quoted it a bunch of times, but Taylor Hahn said, uh, and I think he might have gotten a quote from someone else. I can't remember, but he said that bands are basically just t-shirt companies that also make music. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, merch. That's where, I mean, at least on tour, that's where the bulk yeah. of our money came from. There were there oh, were yeah. so many shows where we didn't even get paid. and Those suck. <laughs> and, and it does suck because that's your gas money, that's your food money, that's, that's yeah. your get-to-the-next-state money. And without merch, because in As the Sky Darkens, we had a lot of merch. Yeah. And that's all, that was all John, just making sure the branding was there and thriving and mm-hmm. we went on tours and we would play with national signed bands and our merch just blew theirs out of the water because they had really? they had like two shirts yeah and we would have like five and two hats and stickers and keychains and like well i noticed the everything pop socket that mike has oh yeah it's just a sticker on a normal pop socket yeah. oh damn He's, but it fools everyone, I dude. It was custom. Everyone thinks like, "Oh, you got custom pops." I'm like, no, dude, that shit costs so much money to yeah, fucking. Okay. So, I guess to answer your question, I would say 
yes, it's it's a brand 100%. One of the first things we did was we made a logo mm-hmm. that we could post everywhere. We have a hashtag or two that we always throw on every post. Yeah. And what is it? So one of them is we are the Lycan. Uh, it's the handle for our Instagram name. Yeah. And then the other one is support your local Lycan. And it, oh, nice. it's just something that we throw on everything yeah. now. And it's something that when we do start reaching more people, we want that to be other thing that they can make. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, so like what, like to make a comment on that one band that did that super well and is still doing it is in the whale. They, from the start started branding this in the whale sucks thing and they like oh, yeah. made fun of themselves when did they start doing that though because neck they deep were, was doing that in I like mean, 2013 if you go to a primus show, i don't know one of their their big thing is primus sucks yeah. like, okay you know so but, primus but what i'm saying is i see them like especially on instagram now how you can repost people's stories and stuff i'll yeah. see them reposting things from like people if, if you get tagged if someone like takes like a video of you on their story oh. and they tag you in it, then you can repost it to your story. Because being as an ocean, like they had, I don't know if you listen to them, yeah. but they played a show and just their whole story was other people's like yeah. views from that show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Um, but like I'll will see them do that and everyone uses that hashtag in the whale sucks Damn. on it. So like if you can give people a reason to. Yeah, because they'll be like, "I want to do the in the whale thing," you know. Right, and I think to elaborate on that a little more, if you want to go out swinging, you need you need enough information and content to do that. I, I really dislike when you see a band they go, "We're working on a new song for you." Here's a, a preview, and it's ten seconds long, and then a week later, like we we have like a new song, and here it is, and. You know, a week later, we're working yeah. on another new song for you, and they're not spacing anything yeah. the way that they should if they want it to have impact. Yeah. And they, I think you need it on all fronts. You need merchandise, you need video content, you need musical content, you need stuff in between that to keep people interested. You need to post pictures and new promos, and you have to be up on your social media, you have to be up on your shows, and... If you think you have enough, get more. Yeah. Because you don't. if you think you have enough, you're going to use it and you're going to run out and then you're going to have two months of this dry spell where yeah. you have no content anymore because you didn't have enough. And I think you just need to be more prepared than what you think you need to be. For sure. It's always good to have like extra, you know, like you said, you guys have a lot of promos, extra promos and yeah. videos. And and they're just sitting, waiting to be used because yeah. when when something gets old, all right, let's 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 change your profile picture up and say something about a show that's coming up. All right. And then we have a little, you know, we, we posted a, a minute long video on Instagram of a practice we had just leading up to the show. Yeah. And just little, little in between things you know, to keep you transitioning to all the, the larger things. Mm-hmm. I just think there aren't enough bands that do that or they yeah. have all this content and they use it immediately yeah. right out the gate and then they don't have anything anymore. Definitely. So just using all of your stuff to impact the most amount of people in the largest possible way. Yeah. 
You guys have a show coming up, don't you? Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. At Moe's. At Moe's. Who you guys Mo's. playing with, you know? I, I did know, but I forgot. Was most of the time at Moe's. I always check the load-in email before. Yeah. <laughs> make sure. And, um, we're, we're the first band. I know that. Yeah, so we're, we're opening. Awesome. And, which is... I fucking love Moe's. I'm excited to play there again. It's oh, been a long time. Smoked but... wings. Yeah. And the sound, uh, the sound there is... I've always liked the yeah, sound. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never seen a bad show in Moe's. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. I, I saw... Gideon play at Moe's once. Really? With, uh... Damn. For the Fallen Dreams. Oh, oh wait. I was at that... Was it <laughs> Gideon 100th and For the Fallen Dreams? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> I was at that show. And 100th <laughs> didn't play because something happened with their, yeah. their bus. Yeah. And everyone was just crammed in yep. there. I was at that one. Damn. That's crazy. Because I was going to say, I've only ever seen one show at Moe's. And that was it. Yeah, it's well. I might have seen like a couple local people, but yeah. So we we have that show tomorrow night, and then we just hopped on a show at Larimer Lounge on November twenty third. We have a show at Lions Lair in February. So dude, Lions Lair is a total. Don't take this the wrong way. They are a total fifty fifty. Yeah. <laughs> because okay. we have played there, like especially okay. When we were a duo, we would play shows there just because we wanted to, you know, play as much as possible. And there was one time there was nobody in there. The sound guy had even left and the bartender had her back to the stage and was watching a fucking basketball game. So we were like, <laughs> all right, it's band practice and a practice. stage downtown. But then like we've also played shows there where you can't even like load your shit out because there's so many fucking people so huh interesting neither one of us have played there yeah it's small it's it's, perfect for a duo <laughs> for sure it's out in february so there's definitely enough promotion time to hopefully to avoid yeah the bartender watching the basketball game yeah. scenario well it's hard to get you know for some reason colfax still has some sort of negative uh, stigmatism about it is that that's not the right word, is it? Stigma. I think so. Stigma. I don't know. I'm questioning all my words today. They have an unpopular opinion. Yeah. yeah. It, things. Fucking Colfax is safe as fuck. But like, for some reason, people have a hard time, you know, making it down there. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's probably because there's zero I'd places rather... to park ever. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I, I mean, like I think Lodo sucks. Like I'd, I'd rather go see a show on Colfax than Lodo. Yeah. Well, I don't know I'm though. At the Ogden, though. Forget it. Yeah. But like, especially like, during baseball season. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Forget that. <laughs> yeah, like the Ogden, like the Bluebird. Yeah, but then you have to like park way up Ogden or way yeah. up on Ogden morning. Yeah, I mean the parking sucks, but I don't yeah. know. It's you know what, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's the city. So those are the only two shows. Tomorrow's November twenty fourth. Twenty third. Twenty third. Black Friday. Black Friday. Okay. At Larimer Lounge. Oof. Black Friday. <laughs> God, Godspeed. We, we we want to play Larimer Lounge. Yeah. So. Hell yeah! I want to. I've played there with like almost every other band I've been in, 
and filled in for, but not the backseaters. Really? It's weird, man. Hmm. Yeah, we were just at a show there the other night, and I was like, I want to play here. Yeah. The sound is really good on stage yeah. there. Well, I played there well. a couple of times with Veretta, but oh, yeah. I haven't since I was in that band, which was a long time ago. Yeah, we just yeah. saw Terramellis there on the 3rd of November, mm-hmm. and everything sounded really good. Nice. Yeah, are you guys playing with any like local bands or everything is so far local? Okay. So a lot of the shows that we've been trying to hop on don't have any local access. Oh. Like we really wanted to play with Death from Above 1979. 75. No, no, no. Just, just say Death from Above. Death from cool. Above. <laughs> so they they just played the marquee. Yeah. And we fit in really well with that style, but there weren't... Because we copied them. Yeah, basically. It's just... You heard it here, folks. First folks. Basically. So, we wanted to play with them. Yeah. Uh, wanted to play with Terramellos at Larimer Lounge mm-hmm. or uh, the Flatliners just came through and they were playing up at Surfside with one other band and we wanted to play at Surfside 7 with them. and Yeah. That name sounds super familiar. The Flatliners? Yeah. I'm a pretty big punk band. Yeah. So a lot of these shows that we want to hop on that are nationals just don't have local access. Yeah. It's not really a big thing anymore. Like, I saw Veretta open up for the Dangerous Summer one time. Yeah. Um, I mean, in As the Sky Darkens, we were at a point where we were doing nothing but national shows. As the opening band. Like, yeah, either that or we were headlining our own local show. Yeah. But, like, we weren't taking any other local shows. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, if you, like, if you play too much, like, eventually... Mm, yeah, just, people are going to stop. Coming. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, we opened, like, for Silent Planet a few times. Phineas. Phineas. Amir. You opened for Amir? Yeah, this was, uh, I think, for us. the show... Before I joined, I think it was Summit Music Hall, Amir, and uh, the artist Murder. Jesus. It was it was a it was a really big yeah tour. Um, I want to say Abiotic we've played with Boris the Blade. There I mean, there are a lot of them. I mean, yeah. Just, so you guys know the ropes for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, what are your plans? So, like, obviously you have the shows coming up, but like, what are your guys' plans from here forward? I think at least for the next year. So, I'm just gonna hope we're on the same page with this one. But I think it was fun. Okay. Yeah. So I, as far as I'm thinking, it's uh definitely getting merch because. Mm-hmm. That's something that we haven't really yeah, gotten the next step. Uh, just because in a two piece splitting everything is yeah, 50 no 50. Shit. So that, that is one big drawback is yeah. everything costs a lot more. But getting merchandise for shirts and keychains and yeah. things like that. And then uh, well, once you make that initial investment, like it sounds scary, but you make that initial investment and you sell like. What is, you know, it costs you $6, you sell it for $15, $20, and then you just, like, as long as you're strict about, like, putting that money back into everything. Yeah. Especially if you're not touring, like, you can make it, you know, 
Yeah, it's just getting started. For sure. Yeah, yeah spend money and make money. Yeah, and I mean we we gambling one on one. We split a lot regarding the music videos that we've filmed yeah. and getting our initial recordings. So merch is the next big step. Probably recording another EP because nice. we we have a at least one more song that we've written that isn't on the EP and a few good chunks of ideas. Yeah. And then we were also talking about trying to get some sort of small tour over like late spring or summer. Okay. And you know, even if it's just like, uh, like Denver, Fort Collins, Greeley Springs, in the state where you're just playing different cities, or yeah. if it is a little more vast and New Mexico, Arizona, you do like a little loop, yeah. right? So those are the three <laughs> things that come to mind. That I don't want to drive that far. You guys don't even need a van. Like theoretically, you could just get a larger SUV. You can get a Hummer. Yeah. You can get H two. Yeah, we'll split gas. Sponsor cars. us, Hummer. I want my free shit. Give me a Hummer. Give me a Hummer. I'll take it on tour, and I'll wreck it. Hashtag give me a Hummer. <laughs> Hashtag give me a Hummer. So those yeah. are the three things I can think of. Merch. Um, I mean one th- one thing I don't. I don't know. Man, I'm not supposed to say this. I don't know. The vinyl thing? I don't know. Say I don't, it. I don't see why it would be. Uh, well, okay, I, I didn't know if it was supposed to be like some surprise or something. I don't know. I'm surprised. One, one thing we want to do is... Surprise! We want to... Um, so we want to go record another five-song EP because mm-hmm. we're... At least, like, for now, we're not planning to make any physicals of our yeah. EP just because we feel like... Not that it would be a waste of money, but it would kind of be a waste of money. We'd be, I we'd be paying 100%. production costs twice, essentially. Yeah. and It hurts to come to that realization. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, like, like, it doesn't matter if it was five songs or ten songs, it's going to cost the same. Yeah. And, like, yeah, we just, we just don't feel like we should do it right now. But what we want to do is record another five-track EP and then put out a vinyl and each side is the EPs. So side A would be the EP that we just released. Side B would be the new one. Damn. That's what we want to do. And then we'd have CDs. That cost money. Yeah. It does, but I think... People are more apt to buy it. I think it'd just be a cool thing, dude. Like, I haven't seen... I would love to hang my own vinyl on the wall. Do that. Like, I think uh, another thing is that we recorded this EP so that when we press it on vinyl, it it seamlessly plays. Oh, yeah. yeah so so the actual recordings were done preemptively for vinyl format. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that when we record the second EP, it's kind of a similar thing. So you, you flip it, and the other one plays start to finish without any, any breaks or anything as well. Yeah. So at that point, we're, we're pressing two EPs on one disc for CDs. Yeah. And then we have the vinyl that, you know, even if we do hundred of them it's I think it's important yeah it makes sense uh, yeah it, it's an idea we've had for a long time so I think it's important to stick with that and see that through because we're halfway there with how we people are the, buying the fucking cassettes nowadays they're gonna buy your vinyl yeah so and I mean even if we hang on to them for a while I think they'll eventually sell especially when yeah, people for sure figure out that would you get a download card to put in it as well, or are you just going to go off vinyl? I know a lot of people offer that. And yeah. I guess it would just depend on 
how much extra it would be at that yeah. point. But if we're going to be doing physical CD, I don't know. Uh, it would, it would de- yeah. depend on what the cost of it is For at sure. that moment. Yeah. So. Uh, right on. So tell us about the track that everyone's about to hear. Um, Did you I, send the modern day? Yeah. So I guess this was the song that we had a little bit of a tough time putting together. Modern day is the name of uh, it? Modern day gentleman. Modern day gentleman. Got it. Um, we, we talk about our songs in working file formats. Like, yeah. Like the rough idea i usually just name it something stupid in my phone Mm -hmm. and like we'll refer to the song as that and so like i don't know we just like speak in shorthand with stuff like that so i apologize it's modern day gentlemen yeah it's the last song on the ep and that was the one that we kind of had trouble getting the final composition for um but it was essentially like my girlfriend and i were on broadway and Mm -hmm. The, this dude just like was catcalling her really hard and so it one it annoyed her and it pissed me off and that kind of like carried over into I needed to write lyrics for a song yeah and that was what gave me the most inspiration at the time so it's basically just about douchebags that yeah so it's like a satirical yeah. Right, and so it's like you do all this sleazy stuff, and then you expect everything in return. And yeah. So. Damn. Yeah. So it's that's essentially the song in a nutshell, but awesome. it's it's one of my favorites to play live because it's it's pretty upbeat, and we we have yeah. a lot of freedom to take like little solos or extend sections, and I think it has a lot of energy. So. Awesome. It's, a, it's a fun one to end on. Yeah. We, um, a, l- a little while back, we drove to um, Nevada and we filmed the music video for this song. That, for this one? Yeah, that'll nice. be out by the end of the year. Okay. But yeah. yeah we drove, Just another little thing about it. We basically drove to California. It was like Carson City, Nevada. And yeah. so like, we, we shot it in downtown There's Reno. Like Reno. And then we drove into California to shoot some mm-hmm. of it, and it was a really cool experience. Awesome. So, yeah, it was fun. Shout out to Emily. Thanks. Good job, Emily. Well, I guess we don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure's on. Uh, I think that's everything I have. So Cool. Thank you guys so much for being on the Don't Start a Band podcast, episode number 13. Nothing bad happened. The YouTube didn't shut down. Uh, so why? Is, all right, I have a question for you. Why is it yes, called sir. "Don't Start a Band"? So I called it "Don't Start a Band" because it's kind of clickbaity, <clears throat> a little bit. Because like obviously I'm in a band and I've restarted and started a bunch of bands. So like I a hundred percent like stand for like people starting bands. But it's supposed to be like a don't start a band dot 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 until you hear from all the people on this podcast. Because right? ah. that's, you know, kind of why I make the notes and like why we talk about songwriting and shows and social yeah. media and all that shit. Because it's um, the 
inspiration that came to actually do this podcast was we were about to put out our EP and, you know, people ask for free CDs or a free ticket to the show or free this, free that. And like you get pissed off because like, I want my free shit. But, you know, you spend $2,000 recording it, pressing it, doing all this stuff. And then somebody asks for it for free. And like I was getting mad, but then I was like, I can't really get mad because like, it's also for people who have never been in a band, don't know the workings of a band. Like, you can't be mad at them because they don't understand. It just looks like, you know, you make songs in a basement and all yeah. of a sudden you're playing right. live. Oh, so. your little band. And- yeah. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time someone, I've actually gotten someone to come to a show and then like the next day at work or whatever, they go, oh, you're like a real band. Like, you yeah. take this seriously. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Oh, you so. know, you're, well, you're selling tickets for your little band. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your little band has a concert. Has a concert. Thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is fun. And the song you're about to hear is Modern Day Gentleman by The Lycan. Thanks, guys. What's your name?